Generation of Wrestling Podcast. You are not rocking with the God. What's really good? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly. <clears throat> the 28-year-old piece of go to franchise, aka the showstopper, better known as the G-O-W's resident tribal chief. And with me as always, I got my tag team partner, my brother, my family. He is the flies in the room, Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, aka Tuco Kimber in the building, bro. What's going on? Oh uh, man, not much, man. Bacon Lynch definitely came off as the asshole tonight, but uh yeah, man. Let's get let's get let's get to talking about this SmackDown, man. All right, man. So let's talk about it real quick. So to start off the show, obviously we didn't have Corey Graves, so we had a comment. I mean, we didn't have uh, Pat McAfee, so we had a commentary team with Corey Graves, uh, Michael Cole, and Kevin Owens. And like you said, man, so we had Becky Lynch, man, the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, she came out to the ring and she was cutting a promo. And of course, out came Bianca Belair. And Becky Lynch was like, "Yeah, you know, I don't regret a damn thing. You know, I've been in this business long enough to know." You know, hey, it's all about opportunity and preparation. And, you know, hey, look, I've seen the opportunity. And if you thought I wasn't training for this opportunity for a long time, hey, you mistaken. So out comes the EST at WWE, former SmackDown Women's Champion. She comes out. She says, hey, look, since I accepted you at your last-minute challenge, I want you to do the same. But before she could do that, man, of course, we had Carmella's. And then we had Selena Vega. Then we had Liv Morgan. They all came out. Everybody's staking their claim for the championship. And then... Of course, you know, you got uh, Bianca, who's like, hey, you know, me and you, this would have come down to. And Becky Lynch simply says, nah, nah. <laughs> and she gets out the ring. And that will lead us to our first match of the night. We get a fatal four-way. We get Bianca Belair, Zelina Vega, <clears throat> Carmella, Liv Morgan. Uh, Bianca Belair actually ended up picking up the victory in this match, man. But I want to talk about the highlight, the main point of this match. Obviously, we know this is to build uh bianca but yo her and Liv morgan they had a nice little you know it wasn't super long but the little exchange they did have in this match man was pretty uh pretty good overall man too cold so it's clear where we're going with becky lynch we already knew it now it's really obvious uh bianca picked up the victory well how did you feel man uh seeing how they kind of went about things man to start to show off um well <clears throat> it definitely lets you know that this is if this was becky lynch a year ago, she'd accept, she would have accepted the challenge. Easily. The fact that she Easily. didn't walk out, yeah, that lets you know that that's okay. She's obviously going heel. Uh, <laughs> that's what you, that's the Absolutely. one thing my man noticed about that whole show, you. man. Rest in peace to black and gold, man. Rest in peace to the black and gold, man. It is, uh, it is, it is over. When they come back on yes. the 14th or 15th, whatever, it is over. We, we will see we are we have witnessed the final takeover the as we know it nxt as we know it what it's been um but it's not totally lost because if they're going to keep some of the guys that they have uh they got a nice little core group a nice core group of young talent um, oh yeah the question is, will they, what would what, what they do with the rest of them? But SmackDown, don't know. No, you you saw the you saw the the heel coming for uh, 
I and that would be I, it would work. It would work better if it did that way. Uh, but it it, it, it um it's a hill turn. You obviously oh shit oh shit oh shit sorry. What Brian debuts with AEW? AEW's all I was confirmed. Hey. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, everybody kind of figured that. Hope back in the bit. I saw you. Hope in the building. I, I saw it. What's going on, Mama? Glad to see you back. Hope you feeling better. Uh, definitely doing the show. Uh, yeah, me, Mr. Johnson. What's going on? What's good with you, Pepper? Hey, man. Friday night, man. Uh, yeah, it was a good night wrestling. We still got some more to go with AEW Rampage right now. And as a matter of fact, they're kicking off with the Jungle Express, uh, Jungle Express, Jurassic Express, and the Lucha <laughs> Bros. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, we saw the seeds for the Becky Lynch Shield turn. Obviously, her backing out, walking away. Uh, yeah, that, that, the old Becky Lynch wouldn't have did that. Even if she just came back, she wouldn't have did that. She'd have been ready for a fight. So, you know. The seeds have been planted, and it was obvious that Bianca should win. Because let's be honest, maybe only other person that probably would have been okay, people would have been okay with, was maybe Liv Morgan. But yeah. we got to finish this Bianca and uh, Lynch thing first. You got to, you got to. All right. So then next up, we would end up getting Kayla Braxton. So she's backstage with Paul Heyman, and Paul <laughs> Heyman, you know, and Kayla, she's like, "Hey, Paul, you know, judging you know by the events that happened." Between Brock Lesnar and of course the tribal chief Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, you know, who is your allegiance to? And Paul says, My allegiance is with yours truly, the tribal chief. And as he turns to enter the locker room of the tribal chief, he noticed the door is locked. Now, Paul's looking a little dumbfounded. And then, of course, we had the Usos, man. They came out the locker room. They're like, oh, damn, man, that was you. How long you been out here? <laughs> and, of course, you know, they hit, him, they hit him with the 21 questions. And, of course, the whole thing being was, hey, Paul, did you know that Brock Lesnar was going to be at SummerSlam? Oh, you didn't know? Oh, well, then why did you send us to the back during Roman's match? And then, of course, Paul, like, hey, man, look, that was at the behest of yours truly, your tribal chief, Tuco. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I were talking before, you know, we got on the air here and we were kind of a little confused, perplexed even on why Roman Reigns didn't address what the Usos had seemingly already addressed, which is the elephant in the room, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman. Uh, where do we see the direction of the bloodline going and Paul Heyman? Do we see another situation where Paul Heyman pulls a CM Punk type situation where Paul Heyman ends up going back? to Brock Lesnar eventually. And the only reason I say that is because if Brock is supposed to be a face, I would hate for Brock to go, to, for Paul to go back with Brock and then you inadvertently turn the bloodline face. I would hate that right now. Um, No, that would be typical. So mm. the, the shock value would be that Paul Heyman stays with Roman, that Roman doesn't get rid of him. What's good on Benjamin, man? That, uh, you know, that, 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 you know, Brock is just on his own by himself. Uh, Liv did do her thing. She definitely shined. Uh, but they need to put her on TV more. They need to do more with her. Uh, period. Uh, but no, with, with, with yeah, uh, the shock would be that Roman doesn't get rid of Paul. Paul genuinely wants to be with Roman. Not that he don't want to be with Brock, but he right now he right. had to work with Roman. So. Yeah, no, I, that would be the shocker and that, that you get a Brock Lesnar going up against a Paul Heyman client, but Paul Heyman's on the opposite side of him. 
you know, and Paul is advocating for Roman and not for Brock. That would be different. So right. I, you know, a, a little, at least a little bit. Uh, so no, they, they they should keep it the way it is, but we'll we'll see. But I thought them kind of questioning him because uh, it seemed like Paul. It looked like Paul knew Brock was coming, but he but he couldn't yeah. say it. And then when you saw Roman show up and how Paul was acting, he's just like, "Nah, man, I, hey, man, I, you know, I don't want no problems." I, and he's like, "Am I gonna open it for myself? You you gonna come in? You gonna come out? Nah, man, your family. Come on, man." Hey, so yeah, but we 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 jumping ahead, but yeah. Hey, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Speaking of Roman, dude, I'm not gonna between him and John Cena, man. WWE has gone two for two on these shirts. That head of the table shirt. I'm like, all right, you know what? The bloodline. Okay. The bloodline. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, excuse me, the bloodline shirt. I'm like, yeah, okay. I can rock with it. All right, man. But next up, so we get a match. <laughs> well, suppose that been a match with Chad Gable and of course Cesaro. Uh, this match will be ended very quickly. Cesaro put Gable in the swing, and Otis put an end to that very quickly. Then, so we get Kayla Braxton, man. She's waiting in the parking lot, uh, supposedly for Roman Reigns to come in and speak on Brock Lesnar. But instead, man, we got Happy Corbin, ladies and gentlemen. Not too cold. Soon as I sing this, something came to mind. Something came to mind, and this gimmick seemed very, very familiar because one. Mr. Daniel Miller had just said it. Rest in peace to NXT. And when I seen Corbin come out in a new whip, and of course he's all dressed back down to the nines, and he's all extra happy and flamboyant. And then of course when we get the segment coming back in the ring, and he's trying to buy the money, trying to buy the briefcase off of Big E. It came off very rip off Cameron Grimes ish. Like where have I seen this? And we just seen this. It was very Cameron Grimes. Ted DiBiase slash half-ass JBL. Too cold. Are you feeling happy, Corbin? No. Uh, I didn't think of it like I didn't think of it like that. But um, when you say it like that, the only difference is Grimes was being an ass. Like Corbin's being an ass, but you know he, you know he he, he walked away from it. Where Grimes wouldn't have walked away, he'd have did something great. Uh, yeah, it is a bit of a ripoff, but. It's it's the only difference is it's the luck of him gambling at Vegas and winning. Uh, I doubt if he won that much money that he spent all of that and he ain't broke again. <laughs> so, my boy, hey, my boy, buying cars out the wazoo. You feel me? I mean, three hundred thousand dollar cars, fifty thousand uh, dollar watches, three thousand dollar suits, eight hundred dollar shirts. Uh man, you you buying your house, you a, probably a bigger house for your wife and kid, whatever. Like, yeah. Speaking of the wife, you know the wife, they getting ragu beef, you know. Ragu beef, like, oh wow, man, that's I don't even know what the hell ragu beef is. I understand. <laughs> it sounds too expensive for my taste. So keep it real. Spaghettios. All right, man. All right, man, just give me some regular ground beef. There you go. You can keep your ragu and just give me regular. Right. <laughs> yeah, ragu. That's probably all it is. Ragu is probably just some regular damn beef. <laughs> I, I still don't know what that is, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it, it was. I, I, I don't. I don't. They need to stay consistent with Corbin. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. I'm. I, I'm lost. But speaking of, okay, so look, last week. 
you said you got tired of seeing the angry edge. It's like ever since he came back, he's angry. He's always angry. Blah, blah, blah. Well, too cold, man. The rated R superstar must have heard your prayers because next up, man, we get a segment with Edge. And Edge pretty much says, you know what? He had to go to a dark place when it come to when it came to beating Rollins. And he says how it affected him, not only personally, but in his home life. And he doesn't like that, but he did what needed to be done. And then, of course, you got Seth Rollins. You know, he says, you know what? Hey, congrats. And I want to admit something that I probably shouldn't. When you beat me, you inspire me. I admire you. And if I didn't want to fight my way back to the Universal Championship, I need to be a little bit more like you. Tuco, do we think we've finally seen the end of Angry Edge and we can get back to, man, to just enjoying the ultimate opportunist? Or do you see this rivalry once again taking a deep dive into an extreme situation? I see it. I see Seth Rollins coming out mocking Edge. <laughs> mm. I see, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Edge, um, I don't know, man. I want to see, the, the, I want. I just want to see Edge back, you know, have a good few matches. Um, yeah. He shouldn't have to go that dark to, to have to wrestle. Like, don't you, you, you're already that dude. Just, just be that dude. I get it for certain stories, you know, sometimes, but still, you know, you're that dude. You, you don't need to. Uh, but Seth, I'm not gonna lie, man. Seth looked at psychotic. Seth looked at yeah. he, he, man, he looked like he, looked he a scary, didn't he? yeah, man. Say he did, he was too calm and too happy, and it was like, damn, dude. All right, I'm not gonna, I can't call you no sale Rollins on this, man. You selling this one, bro. You, you got that crazy eye looking. I should be more like you. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> what the? like it was just the way he said it, man. It really, uh, yeah. I, hey, I, I, I just hope he don't come out. I hope he don't come out like Edge. <laughs> I just hope he don't come out. Oh, doing the brood entrance? Uh, no, any of them, man. I just, I just, I just hope he does. How dare you not watch Rampage? I'm actually watching Rampage right now as we're talking. <laughs> it's just on mute. It's actually a pretty nice match. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> multitasking, bro. Multitasking. <laughs> All right. Next up, man. So, of course, now we get Roman Reigns. Yours truly, the tribal chief. He's coming in. He's making his way to the locker room. And then speaking of the locker room, we get Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. And you got Paul Heyman outside the door. And Reigns like, oh, what are we doing? So, I got to open my own door now. And, of course, you know, being an ass cheek licker of death that Paul Heyman is, he opens the doors. truly. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then we get announced, we get a tag team match. We get Rick Boos and Shinsuke Nakamura, your King Nakamura, your Intercontinental Champion versus the Dirty Dogs. Boos ended up picking up the victory. But Tuco, man, our girl made her return. And boy, did she bring some glow back to SmackDown as we get the return of Naomi. So Naomi and Sonya Deville, and Naomi's like, hey, man, I'm back. When is our first match? And, of course, you got DeVille playing that asshole character, man. She's like, hey, I didn't know you was here, man. You know, me and Adam Pierce, we need to talk about this one. But too cold, man, you've just been, goddamn. you talk about Lucky Corbin and Happy Corbin. You've been calling your shots lately because I asked you, do we see an implosion of the Mysterios? And you said not huh. necessarily an implosion, not necessarily one turning on the other, but it's going to get to a point to where Ray feels like he got to let Dominic be his own man. And that's what we got, man. We got a segment with the Mysterios backstage, and Ray says, you know what? Hey, 
I've done all I can do. I've taught you everything I could, but I feel like, you know what? This is really your chance to shine, man, to be your own person. I feel like you need to go out here and learn on your own. And if you pay attention to do what I taught you, you can do that. So I set up a match with you and the mystery opponent. We will come back for commercial break, and we will see the mystery opponent is none other than Sammy Zane. Tuco, hey, man, we got Sammy Zane. He comes back. You know, we got Ray coming down to the rain trying to, you know, watch out for his boy. But, hey, Dominic, man, got caught slipping on the banana peel. Sami Zayn, Haluva kicked the dog shit out <coughs> Dominic Mysterio. Then, of course, you got Dominic and Ray at the end of the match. Dom wasn't really feeling Ray trying to console him. Too cold. Okay. Dominic is clearly feeling himself. He got his feelings hurt after this match. You was right. Where do we go from here? Well, first, Dom... Well, we all know what's going on with Dom. Dom is the hot, hot, the hot-headed son of a of a Hall of Fame legendary, uh, you know, wrestler and Ray Mysterio. So therefore, you know, he feels like he's already got a leg up. And like Randy Orton, like others, when they first came in, hey man, you you got to fall down a few times. You get you got to fall down to know how to get back up. And that's what this was, man. Ray tried to let it be out there, but he took a hard bump, you know, on the outside when he went for the 619, but he he grabbed the both top rope, you know, both hands on the top rope instead of the, you know, one hand on the top and one on the middle. But that was good strategy by the veteran, uh, you know, uh the, the veteran of Sami Zayn. But no, man, I did I I said this needed to happen, man. If you're gonna there's no need to rush the story. What are you rushing Ray versus Dom for? So you gotta build right. it up, man. And the way you build it up is now you break. All right, man. You need to go out there and do your thing. It's been a year. You we we've been doing it. It's been us. We won the tag team titles, man. First ever father and son duel. Now, son, I'm getting ready to hang up these boots. Daddy ain't finna. Look, Vince then beat the hell out of me, man, for these last 20 some odd years, man. Hey, man, I, I ain't got it in me no more. So it's all about you. I only got but so much time. I got to do what I wanted to do. I I got a Hall of Fame career and I got to wrestle as a tag team with my son. It's time for you to go out there and fly, man. And he lost. He'll next week, he'll, you know, he'll come back and say, All right, dad, I kind of see what you're saying. I need to focus. You were right. We'll get that. And then I think he'll lose again. And then Dom will get frustrated. And then we will get to the the father and son match. Because obviously Ray's the only father that can really go against his son and still put on a decent match. Hell yeah, especially now. Everybody else needs to right. order dead. No offense. Right. Way <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So we get the final segment of the night. You know, I don't think any of us saw this kind of going the way it did, but I'm not necessarily upset. But like you said, I think the one thing that kind of was a little frustrating is that we didn't get Roman a uh, chance to question Paul Knowledge tonight. Yeah, but like we said earlier in the show, the Usos, that we've already planted the seeds. The Usos already know what's going on. You know, there's no secrets in the, you know, in, in the NOI family over there. So, all right, man, so we get the bloodline. We get the bloodline backstage, you know, everybody chilling, everybody ready to go. You got the Usos ready to come out, man, celebrate with their tribal chief, they big cousin. But while they leave, we get a one-on-one -on -one tender moment, man, with the tribal chief. And Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman tries to give Roman Reigns his belt before they go out. And Roman, like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. What's this? What's going on? Like, nah, you hold this. This ain't what we do. And Paul Heyman kind of gives him this look like, hey, 
I think it's a family moment. I think this should just be a family celebration. And of course, Roman Reigns being the great manipulator he is, he says, but you are family and I love you. And now you got Paul Heyman with that guilty look on his face as he comes out to the ring with the family. So they're cutting a promo on him being the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. But lo and behold, that music hit. We get that boy, man, the Prince, Finn Balor. He comes out. Finn Balor says, you know what? I don't trust anybody. And since Seth Rollins, since Edge and John Cena have all done everything they can do to stop me from winning my shot, I'm just going to drop back in front of the line. And Brock Lesnar, I'm just going to jump back in the front of the line. I'm not going to wait. And since I don't trust anybody, I challenge you next week to a match. Roman Reigns looked like he really wasn't going to answer him, so Finn Balor hit him in the mouth. But, of course, after being hit in the mouth, Roman Reigns in the bloodline jumped Finn Balor, and then we get the Street Profits. And then, of course, you got my boy right here, Jay Uso, being the recipient of a mean coup de grace. Too cold. All right, so right now we have Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, allegedly, uh, back in the Universal Championship picture. You also can't disregard the fact you got Seth Rollins who staked this claim. You got Brock Lesnar who's clearly going to have some type of confrontation with Roman and whoever the champion may be at that time. And then you still have the rated R superstar edge. How do we play this out to where it makes sense? Because you got a lot of moving pieces right now. Um. Probably just do a fatal four way, or you do a fatal five way. Um, either do a fatal four way for a number one contendership, or you do a fatal five way. Elimination <clears throat> style, if you want. Um, but I gotta admit, man, when the street profits came out, the crowd didn't really seem. You could tell, man, that WWE was playing with the audio. Like you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. Especially like, when Becky came out at first. Becky, but also at the end with Roman. Like, you can tell there were a lot more people booing than what they wanted us to hear. Like, you could really hear, like, because the cheers weren't long enough. Like, none of the cheers, mm-hmm. like, they weren't cheering long enough, man. It, it, ah, man. I I don't know if it was just the crowds of the week or, or what, but when the Street Profits came out, I. I guess, I don't know, my only thing with that is, like, I thought they were feuding with Otis. But I guess Otis went back to feuding with Cesaro. They just dropped the whole Tree Profits got beat up by the Alpha Academy. And now they're finna go face the uh, Usos for the Tag Team Championships, which I'm assuming. So, <coughs> and that's because you really ain't got no other tag teams in your fucking car. <laughs> oh, Who man. else is I mean, you do. You do. I mean, to be honest, you do. I, I Maybe the Alpha Academy will weave their way into it. Maybe it'll be a triple threat or something yeah. like that. But I don't know, man. It this it, it was cool. I want to see Balor versus Roman, but I, it, it just felt kind of flat. It didn't really feel the excitement. And maybe because, like I said, I was waiting for Roman to kind of hint and talk about Brock coming back. You know, brag about beating up Cena. But it was just Paul doing all the talking and then Finn Balor came out, but so, and I kind of wanted to hear him address Paul about you know if he was really tripping about Brock showing up or was that just you know the Usos fucking with him because <laughs> Paul Heyman's been kind of dick to them the whole entire time, which I really think that was. I think that first segment was just them being a dick to Paul just because you, they know Paul's kissing Roman's ass so much. But you know that's just me. But other than that, a man, whole, a whole bunch yeah. of lips to cheeky actually. Oh. Favorite champion is out, and he is he is on a vengeful path. 
Oh yeah, so yeah, we got to wrap wrap this up so I can see it. But really quick, last thing before we get off, because Anthony, he wants to cool be- I'm not even gonna lie, dude. You gonna like the way he comes out. <laughs> bad. Bad, it is bad, such a bad. badass. <laughs> and I, I like this badass Miro, man. I know it's a SmackDown, but I like badass Miro, man. This is yeah. He was. This was an interview. Tony Schiavone. Hell no. I okay, I gotta unmute this. Yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> All right, so Anthony says, with Brock Lesnar being back and Paul Heyman possibly signing on, do you think they're going to slowly turn the bloodline face and bring the rock back? Mm-hmm. Now, I asked you the same mm-hmm. question earlier, but I said the same thing just to, you know, you know clarify that. No, I, I, I don't I don't see them turning face. Uh, people will probably people will probably still boo Roman. They'll probably cheer Brock. So they may even cheer Paul for leaving Heyman and going back to Brock. To be honest, right, 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 right. I, I, I can see that happening. I, I can see that happening, and then them bragging about him or whatnot. But yeah, man. Uh, ooh, man, King coming up. Uh, but yeah, I, I no, I, I don't see. Um, I, I really think Paul may literally stay with Roman. I think that would be better to, and then just keep Brock as a face to, uh, by himself. All right. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the GOW, man. Myself, along with my boy Tuco, got to get ready to finish this AEW Friday yeah, night yeah. rampage. Yeah, because it's going down. The Mad King to hit the ring. So yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, we go. Hey, I got, I got, yeah, I got to hear this, man. This is crazy. <laughs> hey, yeah. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again. Peace.